It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, we hear so many life-changing stories, and today I'd like to share one from a class member that took our Nutrition for Weight Loss program last spring. She said, You know, I never realized that just changing what you put in your mouth can affect your body in such a positive way. I feel amazing and have more energy every single day. My joint pain decreased almost almost none at all. You know, I love being accountable each week at classes, and it was great to have a one-on-one so I could get personal help and ask my personal questions. You know, as nutritionists, I think you know this too, Leah. Yeah. We so appreciate all the positive comments, and we also love hearing the life-changing results that just real food gives clients and listeners. And that's what we do. I mean, that's why we do it. That's right. And today we're talking about preventing type 2 diabetes and or maybe successfully managing diabetes if you are a diabetic. And joining me in the studio as our co-host is Leah Wetzel. And Leah is a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. Yes. And we've been working together for how long now? You Six and a half years. Six and a half years. Wow. Time flies. You know, <laughs> Leah is not only a great nutritionist, but she is also mom to baby Oliver. Yes. So I get to ask her all the questions now. On, <laughs> that You know, I kind of forgot. What do you feed a baby at six months? What yeah. do you feed a baby at four months? Exactly. You know, and she's got it right there. Yeah. So welcome, Leah. It's Thanks, great having Star. you here. It's great to be on with you today. And I, I have to brag a little bit. Okay. Mr. Mister Oliver, Mr. Baby Oliver, he's a great eater. Okay, good. And he and even, Baby Oliver is how old? He's almost nine months. Okay. He'll be nine months next week. Okay. And <gasps> he, I know, I know. And he even loves homemade kale chips. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> great. It's great to be here. You know, I think this information today that we're sharing about diabetes is very important. Like, what are the causes of diabetes? You know, I think it's pretty simple explanation, yeah. basically. You know, it's what you're putting in your mouth. Exactly. And people don't like to hear that. No, they don't. And that usually means the things that turn into sugar or glucose in the body. That so is- what might that be, you know? Processed carbohydrates is very common. What that the high, that causes a lot of high sugar in the body. So, what does that mean? What are those kinds of foods? So, a good examples are cakes, pancakes, oh, pancakes. Oh, God. yeah, beer, mm-hmm. chips, pizza, cookies, crackers, ice cream, muffins. Have I mentioned your favorite yet? <laughs> oh, forget. You know, there's other ones like candies, caramels, fudge, cotton candy, licorice. And liquid candy called soda. You know, Dr. Marion Nessel, and I know we've talked about this before yeah. on the show, but she's the author of Food Politics. She calls soda liquid candy. And that's what it is. So, 
You know, and the average teenager drinks three to four cans of diets or of, of soda per day. But this is interesting. Fifty percent of adults drink at least one can of soda every day. Yes. And five percent of listeners, maybe not our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> drink four or more cans per day. Yeah. And that's you know, that when I sit down with somebody for initial consultation and if I see soda on that list, that's one of the first things that we, we talk about we need to get off. Yes. And how many? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The average American eats about 130 pounds of sugar each year. That's you know, amazing. I bet some of you remember your mother or maybe your grandmother buying sugar in five pound bags. So, you know, I do. I remember that. And if you are if average American eat 130 pounds of sugar in a year, that would equal 26 <laughs> of those five pound bags. Wow. And, you know, spread those out. And that's what the average American eats per year. That's amazing. 26, five pounds. Wow. Wow. According to the International Diabetes Federation, the global diabetes pandemic currently claims 366 million people. Now, that's about 6% of the world's population has diabetes. And I would think it would be higher than that, actually. And actually, with the current trends, about one in three children born today is likely to develop diabetes. Wow. One in how many? Three. One in three. A third of the population. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So they better start listening to the radio show right now. Exactly. Even before they're even bored. (laughs) (laughs) The parents. (laughs) So, you know, we we really know that diabetes is not just a Minneapolis-St. Paul problem, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just not a Minnesota problem. So we have invited a nutritionist from Chicago to join us in this discussion today about how we can help people with diabetes kind of turn their eating habits around so that they can lower their blood sugars or that glucose number that they're always taking. Mm-hmm. And so joining us today from Chicago is nutritionist Aaron Chamberlick who owns Get Better Wellness. So, Erin, I think you're on the line. Welcome to the show today. Welcome, Erin. Hi, Dar and Leah. Thanks for having me on the show today. Thanks for being here. Yes. So, you know, Erin, tell us a little, because we know you have a radio show in Chicago, right? And I think Yes, I record a podcast, and it's called Get to Better Wellness Radio Show. Um, and folks can listen live on blogtalkradio.com, but it's also put out on iTunes, so the archives are out there. And I've been recording these shows um, since 2010, and, and it's, it's very much like your show. I just talk about the power of real food to heal chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes. Great. Yeah, and you have them also available on your website, too, for download, right? Right. Yep. Right, and I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, Leah, you listened to a couple of Aaron's yeah, podcasts some recently. Very, very good shows. So, great. And, we, and again, you know, we, we, we just want to have people have more information. So, you know, we, we encourage people to listen to your podcast. Appreciate it. So, you know, there's so much confusion about what people should eat if they have diabetes, right? I mean, we know that. You know, and I have a, a real example of what doesn't work. You know, my brother, my younger brother, I always say younger brother, <laughs> he's a Vietnam vet. You know, he has had type 2 diabetes for the past 10, 20 years. 
And since he lives in northern Minnesota, he goes to the vet's hospital in Superior for his nutrition information and diabetes education. You know, he's always been taught to eat low fat. You know, oatmeal for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, snack and whole wheat crackers. He has been told to stay away from nuts, butter, cream, and to eat low fat yogurt. And he was even told to stay away from olives. Oh my I gosh. Mean, just stay away from all fat. Sorry, I bet you had yeah, many crime. family <laughs> holiday get togethers where your brother would, would, you know, you say to your brother, that's just really the wrong, wrong, wrong way of eating for managing your diabetes. Oh, you know, we had lots of discussions constantly. I bet. But somehow I could not convince him that he needed to eat fat to manage his blood sugars. So what has happened? His diabetes has gotten worse and worse. And when they ran out of medications to help him control his blood sugar, he was started on insulin about 10 years ago. And he still would not give up his oatmeal and skim milk or his salad with low-fat dressing. You know, low-fat did not work for him. It simply left him hungry. And what happens when people are hungry? They want to eat. They want to eat, and they want to eat sugar. Yep. So today, I want to discuss why low-fat approach to blood sugar control really doesn't work. And the low-fat approach actually makes diabetes worse. So, Aaron, in Chicago there, Chicago there, have you found this to be true, that low-fat does not work? <laughs> oh, it does not work. The standard diabetic diet that's being given to people doesn't work. And often, you know, in diabetic education, patients are told to eat about 60 grams of carbs per meal, but think about it, that's 180 grams of carbohydrate every day. I know. And I know you teach this on your show that we want to convert grams because nobody in the United States knows what a gram is to teaspoons that we can relate to. And they're eating 45 teaspoons of sugar a day uh, if they're following the recommendations. So even a, you know, 10-year-old would know if you have diabetes, you probably shouldn't eat a cup of sugar a day. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think that's a great... recommendations, yeah, to eat low-fat or, you know, even worse, um, recommendations to eat margarine are given to people or skim milk or, like your brother, the low-fat thing. Uh, Don't eat cream. Don't eat, you know, olive oil. So the the better thing would be, you know, make your own dressing with good olive oil and good um, vinegar or just find, uh, you know, high-quality blue cheese dressing um, or a good ranch. That's much healthier than those uh, fake fat dressings that are low-fat dressings on the supermarket shelves. Well, Erin, exactly. you, we are on the same page with this, but I know, Leah? We will hold that thought. We are going to have to take our first break. Uh, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, we want to invite you to our open house Sunday, September 22nd at our Wyzetta location. Come anytime between 11 and 3 to meet our teachers, the nutritionists, and the staff. We will be giving you nice grocery shopping bags, protein shaker bottles, tickets for a free class that you can use in the upcoming weeks, discounts on products. Greg Peterson will be answering your questions about pain and inflammation, Cassie about living gluten-free, and Dar on any menopause-type questions. Recipe, menu ideas, meet the sleep experts, the osteoporosis experts, and get motivated by Nell who lost 90 pounds. Fun fall day. This will be a great time. 
Check out our website for a map to our YZ location, weightandwellness.com, or call 651-699-3438. Hi, sleep. I miss you. What's it been? Six months? A year? I don't even know anymore. I just know I need you, and I really want to reconnect. I tried medication, hypnosis, some weird tea that smelled like feet, crying hysterically... None of it worked. A friend of mine told me about this place that helped her sleep, nutritional weight and wellness. I know. What the heck does food have to do with sleep? She says a lot. I can't remember what exactly because my mind is shot these days. No sleepy, no thinky. Plus, I'm getting acne and headaches and my butt's getting fat. I'm going a little crazy, you know? (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to give nutritional weight and wellness a try. And I promise, sleep, if you come back... I won't snore. Learn how real food can improve your sleep, mood, digestion, skin, and more. Sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist. And joining us from Chicago is Erin Chamberlain. She is a nutritionist and a radio host of a podcast called Get Better Wellness Radio. She's a real food believer, and you can find Erin on GetBetterWellness.com. Erin, is diabetes a big health problem in Chicago? You know, it is. (laughs) And it's not just Chicago, but um, we do have a higher incidence here in this area than probably you but the epidemic of diabetes is um, over 9% here in Cook County. Okay. But those statistics don't include people with prediabetes. Those are the people, many listeners, who are running through all the red flags mm-hmm. and will eventually be diagnosed with diabetes. So there's, you know, the real story here is when you combine the two numbers of diabetes diagnosed and those who don't know it but are heading there, it's more like 34% of the people in the U.S. have one or the other condition. So it's about over a third of the population. It's really scary, yeah, isn't it? It really is. And, and like what you were <clears throat> leading to, Aaron, that <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there that don't know that they are pre-diabetic um, and are heading towards the you know, type 2 diabetes. And the other, right, inter- exactly. you know, the other interesting thing is that we are still hearing, a lot of people are hearing that message going back to, you know, if you've got diabetes, you've got to cut your fat, you've got to reduce, and you've got to start eating low fat. And we are, we're coming against that, aren't we? All three of us. We're saying, no, that's not true. So I think we, you know, we were kind of talking about that before we went on yeah. break. So let's go ahead with some of our con- conversation about why we need to have good fat. Yes, exactly. You know, I bet a lot of our listeners are wondering what, why do we need healthy fats and oils to balance blood sugar? First, fats and oils don't raise your blood sugar. Carbohydrates raise your blood sugar, and even too much protein raises your blood sugar. Erin, what fats do you recommend when you're working with clients? You know, I love avocados. I say eat an avocado a day if you want that. Oh, yeah. A smoothie or a salad um, or just eat them. That was part of my breakfast today. I also recommend olives and nuts and really good 
you know, organic grass-fed butter, mm-hmm. uh, full-fat yogurt, um, extra virgin olive oil, um, unrefined coconut oil. And I love macadamia nut oil because it handles the heat well, and it's one of the more healthy oils to cook with. And even sesame oil and, um, you know, just the natural fats that you can imagine um, our ancestors had before we had factories. So exactly. I just encourage my clients to, you know, find, don't just eat vegetables. Don't, you know, starve yourself on a carrot stick, but yes. even something good, you know, coconut oil or avocado dip even. Yeah, fat, you know, on your veggies, it really makes a world of a difference with the flavor. You know, I think the beauty of healthy fats at every meal and snack is that, you know, diabetics actually have much better blood sugar control. No, they don't have those ups and downs that, you know, they talk to me about how it makes their brain feel like it's on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, Erin, we we usually recommend about a tablespoon of fat per meal and snack. And sometimes when we say that to people, they go kind of into shock. Yes, because, from what they've heard. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that is around 14 grams of fat. So <clears throat> is that kind of about what you recommend? It sounds like you might, but what do you recommend? Yeah, I'm right on track with you there because um, we need, you know, the healthy fats. And, you know, we need to um, make sure that we are eating healthy fats. And so just, you know, a point is that, you know, check your labels. Mm -hmm. If you're eating food with labels, you don't want um, trans fats. But because of the label laws, it's kind of hard to identify them, even if it says zero trans fats on the label. You look for the words in the ingredients list, and you do not want to see the word hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated anything oil. And so that's going to pull in all your French fries, chips, muffins, pies, cookies, you know, and margarine spreads. And, no, there isn't a real good spread out there. So everybody, I'm sure, at your classes too, well, what about this spread? It has olive oil. You know, a spread is something man-made, and it's factory-made, and, you know, the one more point is that there's no um, compelling research that even shows that natural fat is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great point, yep. Aaron. Great point. Yeah, and when we look <clears throat> at the biochemistry of diabetes, we understand that good fats like olive oil, butter, avocados, types of fats open up cell receptors so blood sugar can get into the cell just as it should. So it's kind of interesting. I think, Leah, we should talk just a little bit more about that yeah. point is that we have little receptors on our cells that insulin takes the glucose into our cells, and when it's in the cells, it's great. Yes. It's when it's floating around in the bloodstream that's a problem. It's not good. So when we eat good fats, what does it do? It kind of opens up those receptors, doesn't it? It helps them work better. But when we eat these trans fats, like Aaron was saying, we was talking about the partially hydrogenated or hydrogenated oils, they block up those receptors. Mm -hmm. So then actually more of the sugar or glucose kind of floats around in the bloodstream. And guess what happens? It gets turned into fat in our fat cells Mm -hmm. and we gain weight. Yep. So again, you know, for people to realize that, you know, Blood sugar control, if you're low, low fat, is not the answer. No. So I bet, Aaron, I bet when you talk about people eating fat, especially like olive oil and butter and coconut oil, I bet people 
look concerned or act concerned or say that, oh, I can't eat that because, you know, something's going to happen to them. Is that true? Oh, oh yeah. You know, that is a big concern because of um, how we've been taught since elementary school that fat is bad. And so it's understandable, but people aren't reading the science and finding out what's new. So we have to, you know, educate them. And we are told that fats raise your cholesterol yes. and oh, you're yes. going to have a heart attack. And so, again, that's wrong information. And I do a lot of reading, and I try to bring that to my classes. And if I can find something, you know, in a study or written by a, a physician, I'll bring that. And, you know, like Dwight Lundell, he's an MD. And... Um, heart surgeon and and he you know has written the book the cure for heart disease and Mm -hmm. and talks about the why we need fats and and you can't just mix them you can't have your you know trans fats in your junk food and then go take some you know uh uh, omega-3s because he says that the trans fats are going to interfere with the metabolism of omega-3s so we need to just be on one track and not have you know two feet in two canoes (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And and really what happens, so if we want to look at the underlying biochemistry of what produces cholesterol in our bodies, um, you know, the, we're looking at the liver. And so we always, you know, the TV nutrition would tell you that it's the cholesterol in our food. But actually, in our liver, we make excess cholesterol from too much sugar and too high blood sugars lead to organ damage. High sugars actually burn up the cells in your kidneys and in your liver, in your eyes and your ears, and also in your toes. And so sometimes what happens, we have a liver condition that is actually called fatty liver. Yes. And kids as young as five yes. now are scary. Com- coming up with fatty liver. And you say, well, well a kid, what, what are they eating and drinking that would make a fatty liver, mm-hmm. well, it would be something that is high in sugar because that's what damages the organs. Yes. And it would be like juice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know some of the juices that are out there on the market. I don't even know the names of some of those. But it is the kids that are drinking juice. Now, you know, if they drink like four ounces of juice a day, that's like a half a cup kind of. Yeah. You know, it's that's Okay. But it's the excessive amounts that a lot of the kids are drinking that's not okay. Yeah, I mean, they're sometimes drinking a liter yep. of juice or two liters of which, juice. Which used to be me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we need to take a quick We do, break. we do. So hang on the line, Erin. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I always like to share some important research. Research presented by the American Diabetes Association 73rd Scientific Session held in Chicago this past June, found improvements in blood pressure and depression and weight among diabetic women who were supplementing with high doses of vitamin D. Depression affects over 25% of diabetic women and may impair their ability to manage their disease. So questions about diabetes, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, fall is here and you're thinking it's time for me to get into a class that could have life-changing results. You know, you may be saying to yourself, you know, I'm really tired of my aches and pains. You know, I want to get off sugar. You know, I want to manage my diabetes. You know, I would like to lose a few pounds. 
I want to get my energy back. So the answer to your thoughts is our weight and wellness classes. These are six great classes that will teach you how to keep your blood sugar balanced. How to sleep through the night. Yes. How to cook healthy meals for your fam- that your family's going to love. Yes. Lots of how-tos to get you on your wellness path. You know, classes start next week in St. Paul. They start in Maple Grove, North Oaks, Lakeville, Wyzetta. So you can actually call 651-699-3438 to sign up, or you can sign up online at weightandwellness.com. And I need to mention nurses. Yes. They get 14.4 continuing education credits. A lot. And then guess what? They learn how to get healthy, too. That's right. Because they work some very intense hours, and sometimes they don't get to eat very healthy. No. And so... Everything that we can do to keep nurses healthy, we want to do. And we work with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about fatty liver disease. And one thing, Dar, I wanted to mention that I thought about when we started talking about kids and fatty liver is that now we're seeing more people with fatty liver disease. It's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And so that's really looking at the sugar because that's what's what's happening and converting um, and creating that fatty liver. And I think for people to understand what fatty liver means. Should and, go over that again. Yeah. I think one of the things that we we need to think about what that is, is it actually, it kind of scars the liver, the fatty liver scars the liver. And when it is scarred, then it's actually in an alcoholic, it's called cirrhosis. Yep. It's cirrhosis of the liver. And a lot of people know that one. Well, the same thing can happen just from eating too much sugar for too long. Mm-hmm. We can get a fatty liver or cirrhosis of the liver. The same the same thing, exactly the same. And then what happens, I mean, you know, we keep talking about that, again, you know, your liver makes your cholesterol. Yeah. And it kind of gets out of control because your liver isn't working well. No. So if your cholesterol starts to go up, you start to look at, what do you start looking at first? I mean, when I sit down with a client and they've got higher liver count or higher cholesterol numbers. Oh, I look at their diet. Yes. Well, and you look at how much sugar they're exactly. eating. Exactly. And then you look at how many trans fats they're eating. Because mm-hmm. those are the two factors that generally increase cholesterol. Yes. So... Yeah, and we're talking about the you know the the LDL cholesterol, the quote unquote the yes. bad cholesterol, and triglycerides. Oftentimes, when people are eating too much carbohydrate, they usually have pretty high triglycerides exactly. and low HDL. Commonly, yes, yeah. Exactly. So too much of the bad stuff, not enough of the good stuff, and yeah. But all of that can be changed with eating more healthy fats, balancing your blood sugar better. And eating less processed carbohydrates, yes, basically. Exactly. So I just want to go over again just that process. So our liver, you know, if we're looking at excess cholesterol, it's really from too much sugar in our diet or carbohydrates that break down into too much sugar. It's the high blood sugar that leads to the organ damage. And high sugars can actually burn up. Think of that, burning up your cells in your kidneys and in your liver and your eyes, your ears and your toes. So, again, you know, these high sugar counts can lead to liver damage, and we talked about the fatty liver. It can lead to kidney damage, Mm -hmm. and we know that a lot of people have kidney damage now. Yes. Because kidney dialysis centers are popping up on every corner. They're everywhere. (laughs) And it can damage your hearing. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think of that. Those little 
those little membranes in your hearing, in your ears, are damaged so easily with high sugars. It can damage your sight. Again, your eyes have these very sensitive little cells that can be damaged so easily. And your toes will start tingling, and then they go numb. I hear these from, these are all signs of high blood sugar for too long. We hear these signs and symptoms from clients all the time, don't we? Yes. Yep. Erin, so you mentioned you were talking about traditional diabetes education in talking with patients. Then they're told that they can eat 60 grams of carbs per meal, which, which is quite a bit. Learning to count carbohydrates we think is a really good thing, but 60 grams of carbohydrates is too much for most people unless, you know, like today you're running the Twin Cities Marathon, maybe then that that's appropriate amount. So when you're working with a diabetic client, Erin, what do you recommend? For the amount of carbohydrates. Yeah. 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 You know, honestly, I did um, a research uh, paper on this and there are, you know, 50 to 100 scientific papers published around the world that document the benefits of lowering dramatically the carbohydrate in the diet. And we should not be eating, you know, 60 grams at a meal. Anybody, even if you're well, 30 grams at a meal is going to be plenty. But if you have diabetes, it could be even far less. And there's, you know, lots of experts like Dr. Eric Westman who, you know, have found that the low-fat diet and the high-carb diet that, you know, you're told to eat is really a recipe for diabetes. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So, Leah, Mm -hmm. um, we have a caller. Should we take a caller? I think we have a caller, don't we? We do, we do. Hold on, Erin. Lisa, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. you have a question about allergies? Yes. um, My husband suffers from very bad oral allergy syndrome. Um, He has other allergies as well, but the oral allergy syndrome basically means that he cannot eat any raw fruits or vegetables. Um, In addition to that, the only thing that he can eat has to be severely very canned or very, very heavily cooked. So he's not able to go to the fridge and just pick out a healthy fruit or vegetable. He ends up trying to eat as much protein as he can, but the carbs end up filling in with that, and it's a struggle, and I don't know what else to do. Well, I think a couple of things to look at. First of all, um, is he sensitive to organic fruits and vegetables, first of all? Yes, it has nothing to do with the organic part of it. It literally is the proteins in the vegetable itself that makes his throat itch and swell. Um, And if it's high in allergy season, like right now, if he were to eat um, a raw strawberry, he would get violently ill and throw up. Okay. Well, you know, a couple of things that I always think about is that when people have a lot of sensitivities to allergies, and Leah, you used to have a lot of sensitivities to allergies, yes. didn't you? Mm-hmm. And you don't now. No, they're a lot. They're a lot better than what they were. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we always look at is that that's a sign that the immune system is not working very well. Mm-hmm. And so I guess if we were working with him individually as a client, we would look at how to help him increase his immune system, and then. You know, we might look at better carbohydrates um, than like processed carbohydrates. We might look at, you know, I'm not sure how he would do with beans and lentils, but they at least would be healthy ones 
and they're always cooked, so they that might work for better carbohydrates for him. They have more fiber, and they're not going to raise the blood sugar like uh, a bowl of oatmeal or a bowl of you know, you know, rice crackers or something like that. So it's it's going to be a way to kind of direct, and and also you know he certainly needs healthy fat and he certainly needs healthy protein. So, and he he can tolerate vegetables cooked, right? It's just um, yes, some of them they have to be like carrots can have zero crunch in them. They must almost yeah. be like mush. Sure, and then he can eat them. Sure. And I, that's kind of the direction we would go if we were working with him is to try to keep in, you know, increasing the amount of things that he can eat without the reaction and increase his immune system yes. so that he can, can, he you know, so he's not going to be so reactive, basically. Okay. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate sure. your help. Thanks. Good. Oh, very interesting question. Yes. <laughs> so as we were kind of talking about before we took that caller, we were talking about, you know, Aaron, you were talking about 30 grams of carbs versus 60 grams of carbs. And you were talking right. about some research. You want to repeat that a little bit, Aaron? I was saying that um, Dr. Eric Westman out of Duke University um, has, you know, said that the, the low-fat, high-carb diet's a recipe for diabetes and that some of his patients, he brings them down to at least 50 grams per day mm-hmm. or, or fewer, I should say. Um, and it depends on each person because everybody's pancreas has a different amount of function. But we know there's no disagreement among all of us, I'm sure, that, you know, 60 grams per meal is too much and is contributing to the epidemic of diabetes. Well, I can tell you one of the stories that I would hear from my brother every Thanksgiving, if we had this discussion, is, you know, when my brother with diabetes, he would say, you know, if I would mention 30 grams of carbs, he would say, oh, I'll starve on 30 grams of carbs. No, no, but let's just for a second, let's just look at what that entails. If we look at coming from eating lots of vegetables, what 30 grams of carbs looks like. So here's an example for 30 grams of carbs on a plate. You could have a cup of broccoli, four cups of spinach, one whole tomato, three zucchini, one and a half cups of cauliflower, sauteing all of that in coconut oil and adding a little like like four ounces of a buffalo burger. And you have a perfect balanced lunch. That's so that's a lot of food. So yes. let's, let's do that one one more time. Uh, so people get an idea that we, you eat all that yeah. for one, one meal. meal. Yeah. And that's about 30 grams of carbs. 30. How much is, what What do we have to eat? So on your plate, yep. you should have one cup of broccoli, four cups of spinach, one whole tomato, three zucchini, and a cup and a half of cauliflower. So that's a lot of food for a few carbohydrates. That's right. Great. Well, we're, ha- we're time for our last break already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are looking to catch a fall picnic with your best friend or your spouse or maybe your kids. Today would be a great day. I know it. Check out your our Facebook page. We have five posted meal ideas that would be perfect for a nice fall picnic. Pick up the ingredients at the farmer's market and make it a special healthy food day. Great weather and great food. Questions for us today in the studio? Give us a call at 651-641-1071.
Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular lunch and learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress-Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens? when you and your co-workers eat healthier foods. Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of co-workers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, this September is a really a busy month for me, and I'm looking forward to meeting you at our open house in Wyzetta on Sunday, September 22nd. And then on September 29th, or, or 8th, I will be teaching Food Mood Connection at the Wellness Symposium at the Prom Center. And that is like a Saturday morning from 9 to 1. Mm-hmm. And Dan Moodry, who is a pharmacist and the owner owner of Moodry Compounding Pharmacy, will speak on balancing hormones and talking about more about bioidentical hormones. Okay, great. And he's also going to be talking a lot about thyroid function. Mm-hmm. You know about how thyroid testing, about thyroid support, and so many people have thyroid oh, yeah. problems. We work and with so, a lot of people. Nice. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job of presenting. So tickets for these two presentations plus a wonderful gluten-free lunch is only $20. Wow. So that is September 28th, 9 to 1 at the Prom Center in Oakdale. And to call and sign up, it's uh, 651-645-9715. And you can get a ticket that way. Great. And so, should we take we have a some callers? Erin, we're going to take some callers. Okay, great. Sue, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question about blood sugar? Yes, I do. Um, I was diagnosed with hypoglycemia several years ago during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And um, I do eat the nutritional weight and wellness way. I don't have gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no fruit even uh, because of the hypoglycemia. But I find that if... Um, I'm just wondering if it's turned to a di- diabetes. I want to hear you guys comment about this. Um, if I go too long without food, and that can even be like two and a half to three hours, I will get lightheaded, and sometimes I get like this blackout feeling. Well, no, your blood sugar is dropping on you. And so, so just, I think, okay. you know, sometimes that people that are hypoglycemic in, in earlier in their life, it is a, a predictor of diabetes later in their mm-hmm. life. So I think right. what you're doing is perfectly perfect, making sure that you're eating enough fat to keep your blood sugar stable in case you have to go more than about two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think this happens to a lot of us. We need to eat more frequently. You know why? Because we're not eating a bunch of processed carbs that are sending our blood sugar way too high for too long. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a sign of being healthy. 
okay, so don't worry about it. Because it's scary when it happens, you know, because I can be standing up talking to someone and I feel like I'm going to black out. Well, yeah, but so you've got to eat more frequently. Yep. Yeah. That okay. means you're going too long without yep. eating. You need and to- make it, you know, and I think also make sure that some of your vegetables are not the low carb ones, like all the greens, as much you need about a half a cup like of sweet potato, of sweet potato or carrots, so that you do have enough glucose in your system. Okay, and I don't eat a lot of that because I thought that was too high of sugar. No, 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 not for you. You need oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. and the right amount. So you know, a half a cup of sweet potato plus you know two cups of green beans that'd be a good balance there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great okay. question. Thank though. you very much. Thanks yeah. for calling. Yeah, thank right. you. We have another caller. Okay, great. Amy, thanks for calling. Dishing up nutrition. You have a question about iron supplements. Yes, uh, I, my daughter. She's a runner and she's thirteen years old. And we got her blood check done, and her ferrous, uh, her ferrous, sorry, serotonin level is twenty. Mm. So her pediatrician told us that it's low, and she should get the iron supplement. Yes. And he recommended that getting the ferrous fumarate, 90 mg once a day. And have you, has she tried that? Not yet. Okay. This is going to be her first time. Okay. Um, Leah, can you, do you know that exactly? I have a suggestion. Yeah. Go ahead, Erin. This is Erin. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I have children and young people with low iron, that's, you know, not what we typically see. But we do see that if they have um, a problem absorbing mm-hmm. the iron from their food, so it goes back to the state of their digestive system, which makes me think so often, and it's worth the experiment, is if there's any gluten in the diet, um, that might be causing a problem where she's not absorbing, even though she may be eating plenty of red meat and eating good you know, foods. You're only um, as healthy as you are able to absorb the nutrients from the food. So that would be an easy thing to do would be just going gluten-free for, you know, 30 days and, and seeing how it works out. And then making sure that she is eating enough meat. Yep. I mean, that's if she's a runner, she needs to eat about, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 14 ounces of good Red. protein meat and, and some of that being red meat mm-hmm. you know oh okay that's my question well, yeah but she's not into that that much into meat so well she needs my... if she's going to be a runner she needs to get into it <laughs> and what do you think about the liver oh to eat liver yeah oh it would be perfect yeah, for her a good you know a, a yeah. quality yeah, yeah chicken liver would, yeah yeah or yeah. beef liver yeah yep. it would be great for her yep and good idea do you recommend like uh about the fairest uh, well, you know, I, you know, we have one. We have an iron supplement at mm-hmm. our office that is attached to an amino acid. It's easier to absorb, and it's easier to absorb, and so people yeah. don't have problems with constipation on it. Mm-hmm. So okay. you might look at that, and, um, and that I, one I know for sure would would work for her. You know, I'd and also make I, sure that she's getting enough vitamin C in too, because that's. Um, an important part of helping us utilize iron, so um, so she can also get some of that iron from vegetables too, right. um, if she's getting enough vitamin C. So where can I get the supplements from? Like the ones that you told me about yours. Uh, at Is our a link or yeah, it's just go on our website weightandwellness.com and mm-hmm. just click on products and you'll see it. It'll come up. 
So it's an orthomolecular. It's called reacted iron. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it does it have to be ninety milligrams that she should take it, or is it like is there any particular milligrams? Yeah, it's uh, ours is about twelve, and she could probably take one or two a day, and it gets very well absorbed. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for the call. So we were talking before all this, we were talking about vegetable carbohydrates versus things like oatmeal and cereal and bread and pasta, all those carbs. You know, if you eat vegetables, you're going to feel full and satisfied. So, Aaron, I know that, you know, Leah, you had said you saute those in coconut oil. Yeah. So, Aaron, I bet you would say yes to coconut oil. Yeah, we love coconut oil because there's so many benefits to it as being a healthy fat. Um, but, all, you know, the healthy fats that we've mentioned previously are what stabilizes your blood sugar, but it helps the food to taste good, too. And yes. so many people will follow what we say, eating real food, but they're afraid of the fat, and so they're leaving off the secret ingredient. We need to eat the fat, and we need to eat it at every time, every mm-hmm. meal, every time we eat. You know, you should be asking yourself, is there enough fat? Am I putting, you know, a tablespoon of coconut oil on my vegetables or better, um, olive oil, you know, on my dressing? Because without the fat, you're not even able to absorb all those nutrients, mm-hmm. and you're not going to stabilize your blood sugar as well as if you ate you know, quality fat, quality protein and vegetables together. You know, and I think one of the things, and we still go back, and we're kind of talking about how there's been so much misinformation about what diabetics should really eat. Oh, my gosh. Our show is sliding to the end. all to the end. Erin. Yes, goes fast. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for joining us today. And you can hear Erin on Get Better Wellness Radio. Thank you, Erin, for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.